Welcome to another edition of the SC Times Sports Report Podcast. My name is Zach Dwyer, and joining me as he does every week is my co-host, Brian Mosey. Brian, it might not be pie day, but we got to eat pie for work today. Um, that's, that's the biggest takeaway for me. I don't really care how the rest of this day goes. I'd say it's a pretty good day. <laughs> yeah, no, that was, that was a lot of fun. Some of the perks of the job, I guess. But yes, yeah, you know, did a nice job with it. She did, yeah. The business reporter Sarah Coacher, she's doing a thing for pie dates on Sunday this week. So um, Brian and I got to eat pie on camera uh, during the day today and sample a couple of different ones. And now we have four pieces of pie each um, extra also in our fridge. So it kind of all worked out. So exactly. Yeah. And I, um, I just got back from vacation. So I'm living large right now. We're just trying to get back into like what work is again, um, how to write again. Um, that's a big one. So, um, that is a big job as a writer. Yes. That does make sense. Yeah. We're, we're working on how to kind of evaluate everything and how to do stuff again, but it's been good. It was a good vacation. Got some sun. I'm peeling. So that's always a good thing. Um, make people jealous until the summertime comes. That's always a good thing. It's always fun, but you'll get your turn now. So I will, you know, Sunday I fly out to Arizona. So, I mean, we're both, we're both, it's going pretty good for us. So nothing yeah, to not too, shabby. too much. And sections are also finally right around the corner for a lot of the main sports. We already have some, we've been going to the last couple weeks, um, wrestling and swimming also going on this week and next week, hockey, um, basketballs and gymnastic, all the kind of the rest of the sports we haven't touched this, um, this winter yet are going to be going on. So um, it's going to be a big, time for that i'll be getting back next thursday um just kind of right in time to catch the bulk of it too which will be nice but this last week while brian was gone um the big the big thing that i got to go to is sartell soccer efforts basketball so we're going to kind of start with that talk a little bit about boys and girls basketball uh boys and girls hockey in the second part of the show and then talk about some of the uh, section and state tournaments to watch this weekend um at the end that we're going to both be out at during the weekend but like i said that storm sabers game was um you know, the, the biggest thing I would say that kind of happened last week um, and seems like a good place to start. Uh, Soccer Rapids was able to win that game 58 to 56 um, in regulation, almost went to overtime in that one. Um, after Sartell was up big, I was kind of expecting them to to cruise just with how they were kind of playing the first couple of minutes. They were hitting their shots, moving the ball extremely well. Um, and then like Soccer Rapids has done so many times this year, they came back after down big. Um, I believe they're seven and one now in games this year, um, decided by four points or less, um, which is crazy to be able to to win games down to the wire like that. And um, it was another fun one. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Crucial, exactly. And, it, you know, they just hit shots at big moments. Um, you know, Ethan Upsell, he had another, uh, you know, big scoring game, 20 plus points. But the, the thing that was big for them was Dom Mathias um, and Alex Harn both hitting, they each hit back-to-back threes within, you know, last about five minutes of the game. Alex hit both of them in the last like two or three minutes um, when it looked like they might be out of it. And they just kind of got stopped at the right time, made the shots at the right time. Uh, And and Sartell just kind of didn't have that same rhythm in the second half. So, and the game also was just big too for section seeding because, you know, Sock Rapids, they've been the number two seed um, for a while now on QRF. And, you know, with the three games left in the regular season, they got canceled. Uh, for this week they'll be back for the section playoffs um, according to coach Derek Peterson but so I wouldn't see them slipping from that spot with you know beating Sartell and Sartell being below 500 now after a a tough stretch so I think they've kind of securely locked up that two spot which means the first game of 
uh, sections would be at home. And then if they're able to win that one, the section, the second game would be two um, in the semifinals. So they've been really good at home this year too. So that's big. Uh, they lost to Sartell earlier in the year and beat them at home uh, this time. So that, that two point victory was really crucial. Um, and then getting that seating for, for sections. Definitely. And I don't think, I don't think anybody's going to push Alexandria off the top spot. The, those, the, those Cardinals are looking really good right now. Um, they have been kind of taking care of business ever since the beginning of the season, honestly. Um, and they took care of Sartell pretty well on Saturday. Um, Alexandria got the 73 to 36 win on Saturday against the Sabres and um, not a good game for the, for Sartell. Um, from the sounds of it, it sounded like Alexandria was very hot from the three point line. Um, I think somewhere between like 12 to 15 three pointers were made um, from Alexandria. Um, but still just, probably an off game for the Sabres or, or something like that. Um, Cause usually 36 points is not what the Sartell Sabres score on average. Um, so I'm, I'm sure they will bounce back and, and, you know, probably, and they did bounce back. They beat Ricori on Monday, 57 to 53. So a good win after kind of um, after a, a rough game on Saturday, but, um, but yeah, like you said, I mean, Alexandria is going to get that number one spot. That's pretty much locked and, and ready to go. Sock Rapids um, will probably retain that number two spot unless Sartell can do something magnificent um, this week. Um, and then Sartell, Sartell and Apollo are kind of neck and neck right now. Um, they Sartell is ranked number 26 in the QRFs, whereas Apollo is ranked number 33. So kind of each other. Um, we're kind of getting down to the wire, though. Uh, I know Saturday is the last regular season games that, that they can have. Um, and so we're, I think like two games away from being done with the regular season. So we'll see how things go. But right now, if, if the whole thing ended right now, um, Sock Rapids would get the number two, Sartell would get the number three, Apollo would be four. And then um, Detroit Lakes and Mamiji would be five and six. And then tech would be seven with little falls rounding out at eight. So um, looks like three out of the four teams that we cover in the eight AAA section would be hosting that, that, that first round in the quarterfinals, which would be kind of, kind of interesting. Cause I know probably a couple of weeks ago, we weren't even thinking that might be even a thing to be honest. Um, cause Sock Rapids was not having their hot streak. Um, they didn't hit their hot streak right there. Um, and then obviously tech, had a rough start to the season. So we kind of knew that they probably wouldn't, weren't going to be able to host. And then Apollo was kind of in and out. They were kind of having their, their down slope. And then all of a sudden they would like rise back to the occasion. Um, so it was just kind of interesting to, to see that now potentially three of our four teams could be hosting that first week or that first round. Absolutely. And yeah, and Sartell and Apollo three and four, they play Friday too, um, to round out their regular season. They both only have one game left against each other. So um, I don't know if they're close enough where the winner of that is actually going to swing the seating. Um, I wish I knew how to run the QRF formula because then I would make my own website and do it, but I do not know how to do that. So um, it's too complicated. I was even it, reading FAQs. It was just way too hard. <laughs> absolutely. But, but um, I think those rankings are going to come out Sunday for three a um, and our section six, two a that has Albany cathedral will be on Saturday, I believe. So um, and all those sections, they're not coaches vote. It's just the QRF seed. What it says is how it goes. Um, Same with Ricori as well in five AAA. Mm-hmm. So we will. So for all seven of our teams, we'll know um, boys and girls basketball. We'll know 
right away on those days um, what their seed is, which which will be nice. We don't have to wait for it to get posted somewhere, um, kind of look around for it. So that's going to be big. Um, as you said, Tech has the seven seed, who they were able to beat Apollo, actually 71 to 55 um, after losing to them earlier in the year, after they had a big lead a game we were at. Um, you know, they, they got up, they came back, and then dropped it late to Apollo. They were able to beat Apollo by double digits. Um, Tech as well, I mean, they lost by two to Wilmer, two to Ricori overtime to Bemidji by five. So they're still just right there. Um, they're getting a lot of production from, you know, three, four different guys, uh, pretty balanced in double figures, which, which is key around this time of the year. Um, so it'll be fun to see, you know, what they do. I mean, originally they were going to play Sock Rapids on Thursday, um, tomorrow night, which would have been fun to see that game got canceled. Um, it would have been nice to see kind of how they stacked up against them because that could be the first round matchup two versus seven. Um, and if I'm Sock Rapids coming in after missing three games, um, facing Tech, that's definitely no easy matter, too, um, with how they've been playing. So I think that's definitely a game to watch um, when we do get to section time. I mean, Tech only lost by two against Sock Rapids the first time they played two, which, as we've said, is kind of a theme. Tech losing by two, three points to teams. Yeah. Um, so if they can figure out a way to, to win down at the wire, that I think that's a really fun first round matchup. Definitely. No, and. And I mean, kind of, kind of pivoting out of, off of that, um, Ricori actually got a nice win against Sock Rapids this past weekend um, on, I believe it was Saturday. Um, they beat Sock Rapids 59 to 51 after losing to uh, Alexandria by almost 20 points, um, which honestly, like it's kind of the norm now that Alexandria mm-hmm. wins by like 20 or 10 or, you know, it's not even a competition. Um, so honestly, that's going to be the hard part is how well are these teams going to compete? Cause it's basically the rest of the pack versus Alexandria when the section time hits and it's going to be tough. Alexandria is a very good team this year. Um, and I know they're a little, little mad about Apollo being able to win last year. So I know they're coming back, you know, guns blazing basically. Um, but yeah, Ricori had a really nice game against Sock Rapids and got the 50, 59 to 51 win. Um, they are sitting fourth right now in the Section 5 AAA behind Delano, St. Francis, and Becker. Um, so right now they will be hosting Big Lake if everything ended today. They'd be hosting Big Lake um, in the first round, which would be huge because um, I know the Spartans are looking to potentially get that home home game um, in the first round. Um but yeah, they're sitting at six and six and ten right now as an overall record, um, and they've kind of hit that spark a little bit. Um, I know probably about the first half of the season they weren't they. I don't think they had a win period, and now they got six wins under their belt in probably the last couple of weeks. You know, last few weeks. Um, so they're definitely on this hot streak right now, and I think they're definitely looking to keep that hot streak alive as they get ready for that first round um, in in their section for sure. Yeah, you know, one and eight start for them, and then they rattled off a four-game win streak before that Alex lost, um, and then got that Sock Rapids win too. So, you know, they've won what is that at this point? Five of their last seven. Um, so, I mean, they're they're definitely you know, like you said, hitting the stride at the right time um, in that section. Big Lake that records thirty ninth in Class Three A. Big Lake's fortieth, and Fridley's forty second. The five and six seeds right behind them too. So they're all. I mean depending on how many points you win, even win a game by could determine, you know, if they move a spot, um, right. you know, all those teams could win out and it could still just go down to the wire. So that's definitely something to keep an eye on, see if they can host that home game. Like you said, after winning they've, 
um, a couple games, that'll be something to keep an eye on. And also something um, team to keep an eye on who I'd say kind of impressed me last night. Uh, I got to watch a little bit of a live stream um, was Albany when they played Melrose. Um, you know, you just got to see them play the first time they matched up at Albany. It was kind of disappointing how um, that game went for Albany. They just didn't really have it that night. Um, but Melrose 16 to know they were able to beat Albany last night. Um, so they weren't able to pull off the, the upset by any means. Um, but they were able to come back. They were down 20 in the first half in that game. So yeah, when I, when I saw the score, um, you know, 37 to 17 in the first half, I, I was kind of like, Oh, here we go again. But instead, uh, Albany was able to come back. They weren't able to get the win. Melrose was still able to win that game 73 to 60 over Albany, but the Albany was able to get it back. I think they got up 43 to 42 there in that second half when I kind of started watching after halftime, which is, you know, about a 25 to what is that, a five run they were able to go on um, to get that game back. Eventually, Melrose, they, you know, they got a few, they started to hit a couple shots. They got a dunk or two, um, a couple and ones, and Albany just wasn't able to really, uh, you know, convert on offense. And Melrose kind of ran away with the game in the end. But it did show me a lot more that I think they can be competitive if they, if they meet a third time. Um, right now, Melrose is the number one seed in that section at 16 and 0. Um, Albany is currently would be the fourth seed in that section um, at 14 and three overall, um, which means we could see them down the road matching up that another time. Um, also in that section is Mora 15 and 0, who Albany is going to play later this week, and Annandale, who's 12 and one. Three of those teams are all ranked in the top six in the state in Class 2A. So it's that just, just a, suck. I mean, I know just suck. You're the Huskies, and you're like, great, we're you know. 14 and three We're 14 and three. The losses have come against two with against Melrose and one against Mora, which is not, I mean, that's no, all undefeated. Yeah. Yeah. And you're sitting at number 10 in set in class double a for QRF and you're ranked fourth in the section. I'm like, this is not fair. Like that, this is not fair in my mind, but yeah, no, that's a tough section. That's a very tough section. Yeah, and even right behind them, Eden Valley Watkins is 15-2, and 9-0 and in section games, and they're 20th overall. So, I mean, there's there's going to be no easy games kind of coming down the wire for Albany. And, I mean, they're going to be well-tested, though. They're lucky. You know, Annandale, I don't think, has played any teams in the section the entire time. So they're kind of an unknown for a lot of these teams. But, um, you know, at least for Albany, they'll have seen Melrose. They'll have seen Mora. They'll have game film on them. They'll see how they've played against them. Um, so they got a little better chance there, I would say, to – try to see if, you know, they can make something happen and not let those teams beat them three times in a single year if they do get through those first couple rounds. But they're still, I think they're actually, you know, in a couple other rankings, um, you know, state rankings, they're up there top 15 or so now. They're kind of starting to get a little more respect after rattling off a lot of wins in the Granite Ridge. So um, good to see them getting those rankings up. But yeah, it's it's going to be a tough road, but a really fun section tournament in 6-2A. Yeah, no, I, I know um, Pace Setter Basketball just tweeted out their latest rankings, and the Huskies are at about, I think they're at number 13 right now um, in Class AA, which is which is really good to see because I know they were at number 17 a couple weeks ago and, you know, keep bumping up after getting some nice wins and such. Um, and like we said, this loss is not a bad loss. I mean, it's a good team, Melrose's ranked in the top five for a reason. They're good. Um, and so it'll be, yeah, I mean, the first couple of rounds probably will be a little bit of an easier task for the Huskies since, you know, you are going to be playing against teams that are, you know, below 500. Um, 
But then once you kind of get into that semifinal matchup or even quarterfinal matchup, it'll be interesting to see what, what those matchups are like, because I mean, even you're looking at rush city who is, I think they're like ninth or 10th in the section. They have an, oh, they, they're 10 and 10 and five right now in the, in the overall record. So, I mean, not too shabby of a record either. And they're ranked number 10 in the section. So like you said, not going to be an easy thing to do, but um, we shall find out on Saturday when they release the re- release the standings. And then um, on Sunday, it'll be Recori section, section five, AAA. And like you said, section eight, AAA for um, the other four schools that we cover for sure. So um, should be kind of fun to see once we get back on Tuesday, when we start back on Tuesday, well, when I start back on Tuesday, <laughs> um, it'll be fun to see where people, where, where teams sit and, what the section matchups are going to be like for that first opening round. Yeah. And with Albany being upset as a five seed last year in the first round, um, you know, that they're not going to be taking any, any round of 16 game lightly after losing that one last year. So um, they're definitely on a mission to make up for that. And on the girls side for Albany, you know, last time we did this show, it was kind of coming off that disappointing loss to new London Spicer. Well, they completely flipped it around um, <laughs> the other night here. Cause I didn't go. That's what happened. Yeah. Against Sox center. <laughs> I mean, it was, it's crazy. I was almost shocked to see the score. Albany wins 57 to 23 on the road at Sox Center. Um, Paige Meyer with 16 points is the leading scorer in that one. And Sox Center, you know, they had a 99 game home win streak going. It got broken. um, I believe it was, I can't remember if it was Saturday or last Thursday. It was last week. The streak got broken right when they were going to get 100 wins. Um, And then they lost another game and then they lost to Albany. So they've lost three in a row now. Um, dropped this one by over 30 points at home, which just is kind of shocking because this is the team, you know, we've we've known all year that Albany probably are going to see him again in the section finals. They need to be able to beat them um, after, you know, kind of getting blown out by them in the section final last year. And this really came as a surprise, but they just completely shut them down, um, shut down Sox Center's offense. Um, they were able to kind of, seems like Albany was able to, you know, kind of control what they wanted to a little more. They led big in the first half and they extend the lead throughout the second half. And um, it gives a little hope that they might be able to, you know, not that there wasn't any hope they were going to be able to make it to state after losing, you know, to the number one team in state. But I think this kind of regenerates them um, and shows them they, they can, you know, kind of compete with anyone, any of those top ranked teams. No. And I think, I mean, when you have a, when you have a player like Paige Meyer as your number one, you can't really, you can't really doubt that anything's going to, happen. I mean, she, she can transform form games. She can, I mean, just watching her even against um, new London Spicer when they lost, I mean, it was not a pretty loss, but Paige was still there. She was still putting up shots. She was still connecting. And so, I mean, when you have a player like that, that's going D one that knows what it takes to get to, to, to that finish line. I, and I know a lot of those seniors are definitely hungry to, to get to state this year because you know, they, they fell short against Sox Center last year and they're ready to come back and, and you know, kind of put their name on on this season, even though it might be a weird season. They're ready to put their name on it. And um, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens. But yeah, Albany, like you said, ranked number one in, in Section 6 AA. They will be seated by QRF, like similar to the boys teams um, on Saturday and then Sox Center just below them as the number two. Um, and then Cathedral is sitting at, I think it's eighth. Yeah. Number eight in the section. So 
Um, and they're at a record of nine and eight. So just around 500. Um, they had a couple close games this past week. Um, they were able to get the win against Melrose 54 to 24 on Tuesday um, last week. And then they came or they, they fell to Foley 52 to 36. Then they had a really close game against Royalton on Monday, um, losing 54 to 52. So just, just missed it by two points, but um, a very good game for them for sure. So be, you know, kind of interesting to see what happens when, when everything kind of folds out, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of expecting that Huskies matchup against uh, the Sox center as a section finals. If, if not, I think people are going to be very, very, very surprised. I definitely agree. And yeah, a couple other um, teams in 3A to keep an eye out for. Ricori is currently slated to host a home game, just kind of like the boys. Um, the Ricori girls, they're 27th overall in Class 3A, and the team behind them, Zimmerman, is 28th, and they almost have identical records. So that's also going to be one that we're not, we might not even know until that morning how that's going to shake out. Um, you know, they haven't won a section game and I think it's over 15, 16 years or more at this point. So being able to host one, um, would be huge and being able to get that milestone and accomplishment. I think those section quarterfinals are next Thursday is when those start up. So, uh, approaching those quickly. Um, but yeah, they're, you know, they beat Sock Rapids by three last week, a high scoring 73 to 70 game. Um, just good performance out of both of those teams. Um, and then they were able to beat Apollo 65 to 55 um, just last night, I believe. Yes. So, um, you know, the offense is kind of churning for them. They, they had a little bit of a lull, um, you know, a couple blowout losses, but it seems like they're kind of riding the ship a bit against some of the other local teams lately. Um, and then in section eight, three, where we have four teams, um, all the teams right now that we cover, Sartell, Sock Rapids, Tech, and Apollo are all ranked fourth through seventh. Um, and it seems like that's probably where they're going to end up from what it looks like. There could be a little variation, but it's pretty, that seems to be kind of the case. So it would be right now, Sartell hosting um, Sock Rapids, which was also the quarterfinal game last year. I believe it was the four, four or five matchup too. So um, yeah, so I mean, there, there's still a lot to play for and those were coming really down to the wire um, in boys and girls basketball, like we said. Um, hockey also wrapping up this week so um, still a few things to be cited but it seems like we're kind of we're already kind of starting to see where things might line up what games we're we're kind of planning to hopefully be at um, next week when sections start and just hoping that every team gets to be there because at this point you know if you have a if you have a COVID outbreak on your team or you have to quarantine if it's if it's this week well then basically you're done from what it kind of seems like I mean there's other other teams and other sports have had that. I know wrestling, um, some of the other sections have had teams that just didn't get to participate at all because of it. Um, so we're kind of crossing our fingers, hoping that every team can get to that first round and, and have no problems. Yeah. No, and, and for me, I think it's, it's going to be interesting to see what this end of the week is because the one team that I'm kind of eyeing right now is Ricori boys basketball. They play, they play at Fergus falls on Friday and then they, I believe, play at Becker on Saturday. And Becker is ranked number thir- three in, in their section, whereas the Spartans are number four. So, you know, if you rattle off a couple couple wins against Fergus Falls and then Becker, you could easily be flip-flopping a, um, in, in that particular stance. So there's still plenty of stuff to be played for in the sense of section um, placement and such. Um, but like we said, for the, you know, for the – the triple a sections that we cover 
Um, those will be sent out on Sunday. And then the AA, um, Section 6 AA with Albany and Cathedral for boys and girls will be sent out on, on Saturday. So we'll have a better, better idea once, we, once I come back on Tuesday. Make sure to check out sctimes.com as we release seatings and, and sections and different things like that, as well as for boys hockey and girls hockey as well, because um, those will be starting up here soon too. So a lot of stuff coming your way um, both this weekend and next week starting on Tuesday when, we, when I get back from um, my couple of days off. Yeah. And right now I'm kind of working um, on a story that'll go up on the website. I think tomorrow kind of breaking down a lot of what we've talked about here, kind of putting it on paper, just kind of where these teams are lined up, where it might, where it might fluctuate in the next week um, and where you can expect uh, when you can expect those section games to happen too. Um, so make sure to keep an eye on that on sctimes.com. But that about wraps up our first section um, of the podcast today. So we're going to take a quick break when we come back on the other side. Uh, we're going to talk about boys and girls hockey sections, kind of similar like we did um, for basketball here, kind of where our teams are headed um, and how they've been doing the last couple of weeks. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Welcome back to the SC Times Sports Report podcast. Uh, we're recording this on a Wednesday. Um, so we're doing this a little bit before there's a couple more games this week um, that could have big section implications. Next week, I'm going to be on vacation during our normal Wednesday time. I'm getting back Thursday. So it sounds like Brian's going to kind of do a solo podcast to let you know um, how some of the state tournaments went uh, for state dance over the weekend and also all the section seedings and what that's going to unfold because Thursday, Friday, Saturday are going to be insane next week um so he'll fill you in on that next week and some of the stuff that's going to be going on that's big is hockey next week um i think we'll start with the boys where sartell has just been putting up insane amount of goals the last couple of days that's what it looks like right oh my goodness i i came back and i'm like they they outscored their last two opponents by how much my goodness 19 to 1 right yeah they beat they beat Morris Benson seven to nothing on Saturday. Um, Connor Hacker had four assists. Billy Voigt had two goals. Um, basically, it looks like there's like twelve guys that all scored <laughs> a point. So kudos. And then Quinton Sugrenson had a uh, nineteen saves and a shutout. So that was good to see. Um, he's been basically red hot most of the season this this year. Um, and then you know let's just keep pounding the opponents. And on Monday, let's just beat the crap out of Wilmer 12 to one. That sounds good. You know, good idea. Um, Hayden Walters had three goals, two assists. Michael Webster had a goal and three assists. Lance Vandenberg had one goal and three assists. Quinton Sugrenson had 12 saves on 13 shots. Guess the puck really didn't go over into the uh, Sartell area a whole lot on that night. Um, Probably because they scored, I don't know, 12 goals. My goodness. Um, but yeah, definitely a really a hot start for them this week. Um, and they're going to be facing a really tough cathedral team, um, on Thursday, which will be a really good matchup, um, that Dave and I are going to be going to on Thursday night. Um, but those two teams are really like right, right there, neck and neck in, in section six, a, um, for boys hockey. Cause Sartell's at number three 
Cathedral's at number four. Um, and like even the Morris Benson team um, that they beat seven to nothing, they're only, they're at number six. So, I mean, still a very good team. So um, that just kind of shows you Sartell's kind of on that hot streak right now. And they're looking really good right now, sitting at eight and seven. Um, but yeah, I guess, I mean, should be kind of interesting to see what, how, how those two teams fare against each other on, on Thursday night, but I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, that's definitely a good one. And, you know, like you said, they're, they're hanging right around the same QRF ranking. You know, I think cathedral strength of schedule, even though they're below 500, is kind of keeping them, um, up at that mark. Alexandria is one spot below cathedral and fifth who, you know, you saw blow out cathedral at the Mac earlier this year too. They're kind of on a, they're on a three game losing streaks. So they're slipping a little down the, down the rankings, but yeah, I mean, that middle of section six, a is going to be kind of crazy um, to see how that winds out. And all of them have been pretty equal and have kind of beat up on each other this year. So it'll be fun. You know, I was going to be at that St. Cloud cathedral, um, you know, St. Cloud tech Apollo game um, last Thursday that got canceled last minute is what sent me over to soccer Rapids Sartell for boys basketball. So um, that was going to be a good one to see cathedral play a local team for the first time. We still didn't get it. Hopefully everything goes to plan tomorrow and you can get to see that game. Cause I think that's going to be big for um, like you said, the seating and also just kind of seeing where both teams are at. So that'll be fun. Like we said, St. Cloud, they're kind of on pause until it looks like the section playoffs. A2A. So we'll see if we can hold on to that. That four spot is where they're at right now. Um, St. Michael Albertville's right behind them in the five spot and plays a couple of good teams this week. So they could jump up if they pull off any upsets. Um, so yeah, there's, a lot of the local teams, um, you know, like you said, there's only one game or some are already done with the regular season. So it's, it's really getting time uh, down to the wire. Yeah. And um, the one team that we didn't mention yet is river lakes. They're sitting at number seven in section six, a, um, and they're at a record of four, seven, and two. Um, they, I think had a, they had a nice win against Wilmer on Monday, um, six to three, Got some nice scoring from all around, basically. Josh Venable had 29 saves and 32 on 32 shots. So that one was a good one. The one that I was really disappointed in not seeing is St. Cloud at Hermantown um, on Monday night. Obviously, they're, they've canceled the rest of their regular season, but that would have been a really fun one to go watch. Um, but, yeah, no, other than that, I think, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what, how things unfold. Um, that Sartell cathedral game is going to probably determine who gets three and who gets four in my mind, um, personally. Um, and I think for, for hockey, I don't think they're doing QRF based. I think it's coaches. Um, so we'll be finding out the seedings this weekend, um, and get you ready on Tuesday for what's to come here as next or for the following week. Yeah. And then the only one we forgot was Sock Rapids Rice in section five, eight on the only team in that section. They are currently the seven seed um, at five, seven and two overall. They were on a nice four game win streak. Um, they got blown out the last couple of games, uh, six to nothing and seven to one to Fergus Falls, Bemidji. So they have North Branch and Prairie Center this week on the road. Um, try to get back on track for those section games. Um, and on the girls side, uh, River Lake seems to be the only one of the three teams we cover that will be hosting um, potentially, you know, a, uh, one or two section games. Um, they're in a smaller section, so they probably only – I think they would jump right to that semifinal game with where they're seated right now, right? Um, I believe so, yeah. Um, from what I've seen – sorry, I'm just getting to the section website here. Um, 
Yeah, they would they would be yeah, they'd basically be playing a they'd have a bye week um on the quarterfinals and then they'd be hosting the semifinals. Yeah, and it would be against Fergus Falls, who I mean if Fergus Falls can get there, they'd be the three seed from what it looks like right now. Um and they were able to, you know, beat River Lakes four to one after losing to them six to nothing earlier in the year. So um I think that I believe they played Fergus Falls in the semifinals last year too. Is that right, Brian? I know you were at that one, I think. Yes. Yes. Or am I imagining that? It was a long no, time ago. I think, I think they were. I don't think I was there. I was at the Wilmer River Lake oh, okay. for the section finals. So Okay. Because yeah. that was, you know, that was just a couple weeks after, you know, that wasn't long after you'd started here. That was still right before COVID. That was kind of a a crazy couple weeks to stretch. But yeah, so they uh to be honest, so I don't remember what I had for dinner last night, let alone like, you know, last year in, in February. So, you know, kind of go with it and see what happens. I can understand that. That's fair. But, <laughs> <laughs> but so we're going to see how that goes. Um, like you said, it doesn't look like the girls sections are QRF seated either. So we'll wait for coaches votes, but it's likely River Lakes right now, just sitting one spot behind Wilmer, even though they did lose to them again for the second time this year, um, just the other night by the score of three to one on Saturday. So, um, you know, they've, they've lost a couple, they lost to Chisago Lakes and they only tied Sartell Sock Rapids. So, um, only one win in their last five, it looks like, for River Lake. So they're um, hoping to gain a little more momentum going into the playoffs, too, and see if they can get to facing Wilmer in another section title, see if they can get a third shot at them this year, what what that'll look like if they can finally knock them off. Yeah, I know the saying is, is you know, it's hard to beat a team three times, so we'll see what happens. But, um, but at least the games were very close. Um, I mean, like the Wilmer-River Lakes games, it hasn't been like blowouts there. They're very competitive games, so be interesting, like you said, to see how how that unfolds. And then um, the other two teams for that we cover for girls hockey is St. Cloud and um, Sartell, Sock Rapids, Storm and Sabers. Um, those two are in Section Eight AA right now. St. Cloud is um, holding on to the fifth spot, while the Storm and Sabers are number six. Um, Rozo, Brainerd, Alexandria, and Moorhead take the top four spots. So right now, if everything ended, um, St. Cloud would be playing at Moorhead and S- Sartell Soccer Rapids would be playing at Alexandria um, for the opening rounds. Um, the big the big game is tonight. Um, St. Cloud is going to be heading over to Burnix Arena where Zach and I will be at tonight. And they'll be taking on Sartell Soccer Rapids for a fun rivalry and honestly a key section game um, to see who gets the five and six seed right now. Um, it's going to be tough to get up to the Moorhead to get up to Moorhead and, and surpass them for a home game. Um, just because Moorhead's ranked number 31 right now, St. Cloud is ranked number 37 and the Storm and Sabres are 45. So it'll be hard to get up to that, that home, home site, but, um, could definitely be swapping the two, um, the two local teams, depending on the results of tonight's game. Um, so be interesting, but. Um, you kind of found some some interesting stats as we head into this this game tonight. Um, maybe kind of let us know what you've been finding during your um, research for the story that you're going to be doing later on this week. Yeah, you know, Sartell Sock Rapids, it seemed like they'd been, you know, losing a bit lately that we hadn't seen them get on the winning mark. Well, I hadn't realized it had been nine games since they'd won, since I last saw them play St. Cloud back early February. So um, they tied River Lakes during that stretch, but winless in nine. Um, and Rachel Whelan, who had, you know, 
a bunch of two, three goal games to start the year um, when they were four, one and one to start. She's only had one goal over those nine games. So I think, you know, the easy thing to just take away from that is if she can get rolling for them tonight, I think she scored two goals when I saw them play last time. Um, she, her getting rolling again is going to be huge for them if they want to, um, you know, pull off any upsets in the section tournament and also get this win tonight. Um, and on the other side for St. Cloud, kind of also on the opposite way, Catherine Bell, she, you know, didn't score in the first three games of the year. They started 0-3. Um, St. Cloud is six and six cents and she's scored in nine of the last 12 games and she's up to 14 goals this year. So um, kind of vice versa with those, you know, Catherine, she's really been on a roll. Rachel needs to kind of find that um, scoring touch again. So I'm interested to see tonight, um, you know, those are two of the top scorers in the area. Um, see how both of those kind of match up. Yeah. And, and Sartell Soccer Rapids is coming off a really, really close loss against Wilmer. Obviously Wilmer being a tough team, um, a very good team. Um, but they, on Monday, they played Wilmer and they lost six to five in overtime. So, um, Kelly Carney had three goals in that game, um, for the Storm and Sabres, but a very close game to say the least St. Cloud just came off of a three to one win against Northern Lakes, um, where, um, Cat Bell had, um, one goal and one assist and Kelly Falconer had 24 saves on 25 shots. So, um, a good game for her, but. Definitely be interesting to see how those two match up for sure. Um, and yeah, it's kind of fun. We're getting to the, the end of it. And kind of one of those things where it's like do or die right now. Um, honestly, these, these last the regular season games, regardless if it's boys basketball, girls basketball or hockey, um, all of these games matter now. It's kind of one of those like playoff mindsets while you're heading into the last week of the regular season. Absolutely. So that'll be a fun one tonight. Like you said, Sartell Cathedral boys hockey, also a really good one to keep an eye on with you and Dave covering that one um, on Thursday. So we're going to take one quick break here before the end. When we come back, we're going to talk um, a little bit about some state results, um, a couple section uh, and state tournaments to keep an eye on this weekend, and also one or two college tidbits to um, also keep an eye on with SCSU this weekend. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back for the end of the show. And welcome back to the SC Times Sports Report podcast. As always, follow us along with all our work at sctimes.com. If you want to see all the coverage that's coming out, it's going to be a busy couple of days here with the rest of the weekend with some section tournaments, state tournaments, all of that good stuff. Um, Brian, you want to start with wrestling, what people can kind of look for the rest of the week? Yeah, we're getting excited. Section time. Just follow everything. Just just take mm-hmm. everything, follow everything. Get your subscriber only because your or your subscribe subscription because it's going to be well worth it after this month because um, we're going to have plenty of content for you to to enjoy. Um, but yes, for wrestling, the section um, the section tournament for team wrestling um, came out. The seeds came out um, for both section eight double A AA or AAA, which is um, the St. Cloud Co op with Tech Apollo Cathedral, and then I think it's like Granite Baptist Academy. Um, and then also Sartell and Sock Rapids, um, as well as Section 6 AA, which is Albany and Ricori. So to start off at sec- Section 8 AAA um, team wrestling tournament, um, 
the St. Cloud Co-op, they received the number six seed, so they will be playing at Memidji against number three Brainerd. Yes, it is weird this year. Wrestling just in itself is weird. We're just going to say that. It's very weird this year. Um, so what they're doing is, is the top half of the bracket um, is going to – so basically the number one seed, eight, uh, four, and five are all at the number one seed. And then the two, seven, three, and six seeds are at the number two seed. Um, because instead what they're doing is, is they're doing a um, state preliminary round for the top two teams in each section. They're going to face off, and then they're going to face off against the section winners. And then those, the winner of that will be going to the actual state tournament. Yes, it's confusing. I'm sorry. I didn't mean for it to be confusing to everybody, but it's just the way it is. Um so back to the sections, St. Cloud will be the number six seed. They're going to be playing number three seed Brainerd at Bemidji at six o'clock on Wednesday night. So tonight, Sartell gets the number seven seed. They're going to be playing at number two Bemidji um, at six o'clock tonight as well. Um, the other team that's in here is Sock Rapids. They received the number nine seed. They already lost to Moorhead on Monday in a pigtail matchup. Um, and they're going to be, they are now eliminated, so their team is done. Individuals will be next week, so the season is not done for wrestling yet, but um, team-wise, they are done for the season. Um, and then flipping into Section section 6, AA, um, Albany got the number 5 seed. They were supposed to face off against number 4 seed Annandale slash Maple Lake, but that team forfeited. So Albany got an automatic win, and now they are in the semifinals. So they'll be taking on number one seed Dasso Cocado at Dasso Cocado High School at 6 o'clock tonight. Ricori will be on the other end of the bracket where they got the number six seed. They will be playing the number three seed Big Lake at Becker High School um, at 6 o'clock. The winner of that game or of that match between Ricori and Big Lake will be taking on number two Becker at Becker High School at 730 right after the first matchup. Um, same with the Section 6-8 AAA. Um, the winner of the Tech-Brainerd game or matchup will be facing off against the winner of the Sartell-Mamiji matchup at Mamiji at 7.30 tonight. So if you remember any of that, good luck, good job. I'm proud of you guys, like proud of all of you because I, I'm just reading off of a PDF document right now. So that's, that's the only reason why I know all this stuff. So um, – so, yeah, so check back tomorrow because I'll have a roundup of how all the teams did if you're confused, uh, just like I am. So um, we'll see how the night goes, I guess, you know. I, I don't know what else to say. Yeah, we, we could have some upsets with some of those lower teams or, you know, all, all, literally all of the teams could already be done by the time people <laughs> listen to this. Like if you're listening to this on Thursday, like that's how crazy it, it kind of ends up being. So we're hoping <laughs> that's not the case, but you never know this year so. Um, like Brian said, definitely just check back Thursday morning um, to kind of see what all happened. And um, also something that happened today, state tournament was going on for Alpine skiing. I just got some final results um, for that kind of combined. Um, so for boys, Ben Nelson of St. Cloud, he was finished seventh overall um, top 10 finish for him. Really impressive to, to see him finish. He's been kind of top of top of the area all year. Um, and Louis stuck was 43rd overall for boys. Um, and then on the girls' side, Abby Wright was 49th, um, and Paige Muffelman 
was 74th overall. So just a couple, couple of those results uh, that just finished up, I think just a couple hours ago um, for Alpine skiing. So they're, they're wrapped up for the year and that's, that's the first sport wrapped up for the winter season. Yay. We did it. <laughs> and there was much rejoicing. <laughs> One down, seven to go. Yeah. <laughs> or 10. I can't even know how much it is. I don't know. But, and then um, just another note is Nordic skiing boys and girls are the next two days, I believe. Um, and we have four people competing is that as well from local schools. So I'm sure Brian will have a short brief or something over the weekend to, to let people know how those athletes did. Yeah, we have, we have girls, Ren, Scott, Lumber, Violet style, and then Annabelle, um, Talgis, they'll be playing or they'll be competing on Thursday for the girls. Unfortunately, no boys made it to, um, Nordic skiing this year for state. Um, so the boys will be competing on Friday, but we have no local skiers competing on Friday for them. So tomorrow will be the big day for Nordic skiing for our local coverage, at least. So make sure to check back and, and make sure to see what's going on there. Um, yeah, three, that's what it was, not four. Yeah, no, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> um, I can't remember how many teams are where and what people are doing anymore anyway, so it's okay. Well, one thing we did find out today was when our dance teams are competing. You've been waiting all week to actually know what time because you're going to, you actually, we are going to get to be there in attendance. Hopefully. Um, yes. If we, if we get the approval we're hoping for, um, we at least were able to apply for it. But um, one note is that for state swimming um, for boys, that there's no media attendance, no in-person attendance. So the following weekend um, we won't be there at all for that, but this we're hoping we're, Brian's able to attend on Friday and Saturday. Cause as you'll hear, we have a lot of teams competing um, at a lot of different times. Yeah, no, um, to start off, uh, Jazz will be on Friday. Both the Jazz and High Kick will be at Edina High School in the cities. Um, a little bit of a twist um, compared to most years just because they're usually at Target Center, but due to the circumstances. Um, Sartell will be kicking it off for the local teams on Friday. They will be com- competing at 530 um, Cathedral will be at 7:10, and Recorio will be at 8:10. So all the Class AA's will be in the evening, and then on Saturday, Sock Rapids will be starting off early in Class AAA. Um, Sock Rapids will start at 9:05 a.m., um, and then in the evening time, Class AA will be happening with Recorio at 6:50, Sartell at 7:10, and Cathedral at 8:10. So um, a handful of teams going and competing. Um, obviously Sartell, they are being looked at as the team to beat, um, deservingly so after winning four straight high kick titles in their class. Um, they also have probably one of the most dominant, um, jazz teams that I've seen in a while. Um, so they should be looking pretty good, um, jazz wise too. So it should be an exciting weekend to see how the teams do this year. It's going to be a little different. Um, there's not going to be, usually you have like the preliminary round, um, they cut it down to, I believe, six teams, and then they compete in the finals. Um, this year, it's going to be just one dance. You're going to compete one day or one dance at one day, and that dance is going to be your official score. Um, and then they're going to do a tally, and at the end of the night, they're going to just tell who the winner is. So um, a little different. For me, I think they're allowing one community coverage person to come. Hopefully that's me. Keep your fingers crossed and see what happens. Um, 
And then I'll be hoping, hopefully taking pictures and doing some coverage there um, and talking to the coaches and athletes on the phone since we can't do in-person interviews um, due to the COVID protocols and such. So going to be a little different, but there will be results. There will be stories. So make sure to check out SC Times this weekend because there will be plenty of stories for everybody to see in galleries. Yep. So that's Brian's plan. Even if he can't be, if something would happen, he couldn't be there. He'll still be covering that on a live stream potentially on Friday and Saturday to, to make sure you get all the coverage. Cause I know that's always extremely popular. Um, our state dance coverage with all our teams there. So make sure to check that out. Um, on Saturday, I'm going to be trying to go out to Sartell for boys section swimming um, to see how they do. It's going to be kind of weird, just like the girls in the fall where, you know, only a certain amount of teams are swimming at, you know, different schools or, you know, at different sessions and they kind of group all the times at the end. Um, so hoping to get something up Saturday night, kind of how all our, our four local swimming teams did too. So that's something to keep an eye on. And also um, on the college front, last thing before we wrap up to uh, mention is that St. Cloud State, they start their conference tournament um, here on Friday afternoon. They're the number two seed. They're facing Colorado College, who's the seven seed. Um, if they win that one, they play again on Sunday. Um, and the championship of the conference tournament is Monday. So um, Huskies looking, I'd say, decently good for an at-large bid to the NCAA tournament, even if, you know, they wouldn't get all the way to the finals in the conference tournament. We'll see. Um, there's, you know, about three other – there's three total top ten-ranked teams in the conference. Um, so it should be good on that, but you never know this year. It's a weird year, so we'll see how they do for the conference tournament. Um, and then for women's basketball at St. Cloud State, um, they have their first round game in the NCAA tournament uh, for Division Two um, on Friday evening at six o'clock. And last year they also made it to the NCAA tournament, got canceled the day before they got to play. So I know they're really excited. They got an at-large bid. They found out last Sunday they're going to be in the tournament. So um, they're going to be down in Missouri for that. Um, and that'll be another fun one to keep an eye on. Definitely. So a lot of stuff coming up this week. Um, plenty of stuff. So just to kind of give you guys a heads up tonight, Zach and I will be at. Burnix Arena for St. Cloud Sartell Sock Rapids girls, girls hockey tomorrow night. Um, I will be out at Burnix Arena again um, for the Cathedral Sartell boys hockey game with Dave. Friday will be, um, Zach will be covering a bunch of college stuff like he was mentioning with St. Cloud State hockey and St. Cloud State women's basketball. I will be over at dance, hopefully, keep our fingers crossed and see what happens there. And then Saturday, I will be at dance once again, hopefully. And Zach will be over at um, <clears throat> at Sartell for the boys swimming section um, meet. And then next week, we'll do it all over again. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. I fly out. I fly out to Arizona on Sunday afternoon, and won't be back till Thursday afternoon. So um, be nice to get away, kind of try to do what you did, get to see some cool stuff, relax a little bit. It was really days. nice. So I'm yeah. just going to say that. Yeah. I bet. I bet. Yep. I'm going to try to. I think you're going to enjoy it. I think you will. Yeah. <laughs> I have a feeling too. I'm going to try to replicate that, get a little bit of sun and then get back for this stretch run of the winter. So yeah, well, I think that about wraps up the show for today. Once again, thank you for everyone tuning in. Make sure to keep checking the website, our Twitter feeds too, at Brian Mosey and at SC Times Zach, because like we mentioned, a lot of games, a lot of stuff happening. So make sure you keep in the loop uh, for your local team. So Thanks again for tuning in and we will see you again next time.